Welcome back to the Sophie and Sebastian podcast. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to all of our wonderful listeners. Thanks for tuning in and I really hope you've loved all the Sophie and Sebastian stories. This coming year, we're going to try something new. Don't worry, we'll still do the odd Sophie and Sebastian story, but we're also starting a new series. In fact, we've got quite a bit planned. And in this bonus episode, I thought I would give you a sneak preview. Enjoy. Alright, let's start with what's most important. There's a wonderful new story coming, full of new characters and crazy adventures. In fact, unlike with our Sophie and Sebastian stories, this time you'll have to listen to each episode in the correct order. Our new series, Adventures with Uncle Frederick, is more like a novel, with chapters that connect to what came before. Adventures with Uncle Frederick is all about three young kids, Iris, Owen and Katie, going camping with a crazy uncle and getting more than they bargained for. Here's a quick preview, a short selection from the beginning of episode two. We're going camping in this, asked Owen. He dropped his bag and pillow on the driveway. Shh, don't say that, said Iris, his older sister. I'm sure it will be fine. But just look at it, shouted Owen. It's an old rust bucket. It will probably break down before we're even out of town. Ah, so you've spotted our mode of transportation, said Uncle Frederick, who was just coming out of the front door, his arms full of pillows and sleeping bags. Where did you get it from? Does it even drive? Owen looked very skeptical. Well, said Uncle Frederick, two questions deserve two answers. I'm borrowing it from a friend in town, just for a few weeks. And unless it was delivered here by tow truck, it probably drives. Well, the question is, for how long? Ah, said Uncle Frederick, scratching his large red beard. That is not the question you asked. Also, that is not a question with an easy answer. The engine could seize up while we're still in the cul-de-sac. Or this old beast might keep chugging along merrily for mile upon mile. Well, I predict we won't make it very far, said Owen. By the way, dibs on the front seat. Not if you're just going to be playing DS the whole time, said Iris. I'll look up once in a while, promised Owen, just to see if we're still moving. All right now, said Mrs. Albright, who had come outside to wave them goodbye. Little Katie, the youngest, was holding her mum's hand and clutching her stuffy in the other. All right now, said Mrs. Albright again. It sounded better to say it twice, and when Mrs. Albright said it twice, it meant that the conversation was meant to be over. The kids were to calm down and reflect on their mistakes, and life was to go on as if nothing had ever happened. Do make sure you phone home at least once a day, she said, and take lots of pictures. I wish Dad could be here to say goodbye. Mr. Albright was gone on a business trip. In fact, he had been so busy of late that Mrs. Albright had worried that the entire summer would go by without any camping at all. That's when Uncle Frederick had mentioned that he needed a break himself. He had been giving concerts around the world, playing his cello, and he was, in his words, burned out. Don't be too crazy, said Mrs. Albright to her brother. 
and don't lose sight of little Katie. Remember, she's just six. Six is a lot, said Uncle Frederick with a smile. When I was six, I had already managed to set our house on fire. What? asked Iris. What did you do? That's a story for another time, said Mrs. Albright. You better be off. Let's hope you're not as much of a klutz as you were then. Only time can tell, said Uncle Frederick. Now all aboard. Jump in, get comfortable, because this is going to be the most epic road trip ever. Bye, Mom, yelled the kids when Uncle Frederick pulled out of the driveway. The van was so old it still had a tape deck. It had a tall, bendy antenna which waved around on the hood, and you had to crank the windows by hand. On the other hand, it was huge, and the dashboard was big enough for Uncle Frederick's cat, Maverick, to sleep on. There he was, all curled up as Uncle Frederick accelerated, leaving behind a great cloud of smoke, as well as some annoyed neighbors who were woken by the noise. As they turned the corner, Mrs. Albright wiped a tear from her cheek, smiled, and missed them already. And that's as much as I'm going to share for now, but you won't have to wait long to hear what comes next. We'll be sharing two episodes each month, so tune in on the first and third Friday of the month for a brand new chapter. By the way, Sebastian told me that he doesn't want me to stop with Sophie and Sebastian stories, especially because he says there are not enough stories just about him. Well, that is true, I suppose. There is a winter story about playing trains in the snow, but that's pretty much the only one where Sophie isn't the main character. So maybe we will have to make Sebastian the hero of his own story again. If you'd like to hear more of Sebastian or Sophie's thoughts on the podcast, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Sophie and Sebastian, where I've shared my interview with the pair of them, looking back at 25 episodes of stories about these two quirky kids. This content is available just to Patreon members, and I'll take this moment to encourage everyone to support the podcast on Patreon. We've updated our levels of support. For instance, you can now get your kids' names mentioned at the end of an episode as a way of saying thanks. Also, there's the opportunity to dedicate an entire episode to someone you love. If you sponsor an entire episode, we'll share your dedication at the beginning, just before the story. What a great way to give the gift of storytelling to your kids, grandkids, or the students in your children's class. So check us out on patreon.com slash Sophie and Sebastian. Even a few dollars helps tremendously. It takes many hours to put together a story, and if we can put out more episodes, we can make this one of the top children's podcasts on iTunes. I might be biased, but I don't think there are many other children's story podcasts out there as good as this one. Okay, now, in addition to starting a new story, I'm also planning to start a monthly poetry show. We've shared a few poems in the Sophie and Sebastian stories. Do you remember this one from the trip to the zoo? The laugh of a hyena doesn't mean that he's seen ya. It means that you're already dead and he is chewing on your head. Yes, that is Sophie's dark humor. 
Or you might remember the poem about the stubborn llama in the bedtime story. That llama was pretty gross, if you recall. Well, I love poetry, and I want to get you to write some poetry too. So here's what we'll do. Every last Friday of the month, I'll share a poem or two, and then I'll ask listeners to write something on the same theme for next month. Then I'll share one or two of the best submissions as well as provide a new challenge. Most of these poems will be short and easy, but since I have a longer poem lying around, and since Tessa has been bugging me for a long time to read this one, I will share it now. This poem is called Daydreams. My name is Florian McDrool. I'm not great at school. At math I'm lousy. Science makes me drowsy. But when I close my eyes, I can reach the skies. On Monday, I dream I'm on the Brazilian soccer team. There goes Florian down the side, escapes a tackle, moves inside. They know what he can do. Little one-two gets it back, takes a crack. What a rocket! The keeper tries to stop it, gets a finger on it. No, it hit the post. But there's Florian, tries to score again, passes quickly to himself and puts the ball top shelf. Goal! The commentator screams. Definitely one of my better dreams. On Tuesday, I'm a German fighter ace. I dive and I give chase. There's nothing quite as fun as World War I. It's the Red Baron. Oh, he will scare him. It's simply insane how well he flies his plane. His timing is meticulous. His work rate is ridiculous. Look, there he goes. Down goes his nose. The sun is behind him. The Brits cannot find him. Ratatat, boom! Another one meets his doom. Oh, we Germans love the Baron. He is ours and we won't share him. Well, that is World War I, and when that's done, I usually fly a Messerschmitt BF-109, but I'll save that for some other time. On Wednesday, I'm usually in the mood to dream about food. Cream puffs and chocolate cake, French fries and a medium-rare steak, smoothies and fajitas, pizzas, peppermints and pitas, and of course I scream for ice cream. But the latest dream I've had was as a wee Scottish lad, when they brought out the mutton and I ate like a glutton, washing it down with a tumbler of ale, listening to some old highland tale, till I was filled to the hilt, had to unbutton my kilt, which soon after caused quite some laughter, when during the haggis throw it slipped a bit low. So I made it a dining dash, I got out in a flash, and as I jumped across ditches I left them in stitches. On Thursday, I invent things, like birds without wings, trucks that can fly, batteries that don't die, an extra retractable eye, you name it, I'll try. I've also solved the common flu, just drink Pepsi, Coke, or Mountain Dew. I am the world's greatest brain, I've even tackled rain. Now it only rains at night, just a smidgen nice and light. Enough to let the flowers grow. All that's left to fix now is the snow. But with each invention, I get more attention. And each statue, privilege, or perk takes away the time for actual work. So sometimes I just nap instead and dream up new things in my head. I save the best for Friday afternoon. It's me and a girl and stars and a moon 
walking on the sand, hand in hand. A breeze is blowing, the lights are glowing, the perfect moment for a kiss. Now I better not miss, so I carefully take aim, and I whisper her name, and it starts to rain, and I crane my neck, and slowly, gently, I give her a peck. Then sometimes she'll say, Please go away, I can taste on your lips beer, fish, and chips. But mostly she'll say, You smell like a bouquet, and thanks for inventing a dinner that makes women thinner. I'd be a fool not to love a McDrool. But just when things are going well, I am woken by the final bell. And what a pain I have to walk home in the rain. Still, at least my keen imagination has received a proper education. Well, that's Florian McDrool for you. And if you're into poetry, that's called a dramatic monologue. You just invent a character and then imagine what they would say about themselves. So, tune in at the end of every month for a quick and fun poetry episode. And sharpen your pencils because we want you to be creative too. Alrighty, I hope you've enjoyed this preview of what we have in store for the new year. It's going to be very busy and also a lot of fun. Please join us on Facebook. Just search for Sophie and Sebastian. Sponsor us on Patreon patreon.com slash Sophie and Sebastian, and continue to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. See you in the new year.